Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 345 of the Juice Box Podcast. That didn't feel like uh, enough energy. <clears throat> Let's try it again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 345 of the Juice Box Podcast. And that was too much. I'm going to shoot right for the middle. Give me a second. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 345 of the Juice Box Podcast. On today's show, the CEO of Dexcom, Kevin Sayer, is here to discuss with me what's been going on with your favorite continuous glucose monitoring company. And there's a lot here. Short show, lots of information. And this is very uncommon, recorded on the day it was dropped. That doesn't usually happen. So this information is up to date, June 15th, 2020. The Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the Omnipod. You know what that is? It is a tubeless insulin pump. My daughter's actually been wearing it since she was four years old, and she's about to turn 16. The Omnipod tubeless insulin pump is a marvel, and the company who makes it offers an absolutely free, no-obligation demo, so they'll send it right to your home. You can try it to see if it's something you're interested in before you move forward. That's, of course, at myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. And Dexcom, makers of the G6 continuous glucose monitor. And the company who does all the stuff you're about to hear about. You can find out more about the Dexcom at Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. The episode is also sponsored by the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. Of course, everything you need to know about that exists at ContourNextOne.com. Just head over there. You can find out all sorts of things about the greatest meter I've ever used, including if it's possible that you may be eligible for an absolutely free meter. Links to all of these sponsors are available at juiceboxpodcast.com or right there in the show notes of your podcast player. I am joined today by Kevin Sayer, the CEO of Dexcom. This is Kevin's seventh appearance on the podcast. Kevin took a little time out today from the American Diabetes Association's 80th scientific sessions. I don't know if you know what that is, but it happens every year. It's this very big event that usually happens in person this year because of COVID-19. Of course, it's happening virtually. And so anyway, Kevin took a little time out to talk to me about what's going on at Dexcom. At some point in this half an hour, we're going to talk about the patient assistance program, CGM use in hospitals around COVID-19, the two-year anniversary of G6, the G6 Pro, which I'm wearing, Hybrid closed-loop partnerships with Omnipod and Tandem. Medicare, some new things happening in the EU, and the rest. You know how when they did that Gilligan's Island thing, they were like, in the first couple seasons, they were like, there's so many people here, we don't know if everybody cares about Marianne yet, so we'll just say, and the rest. Trust me, they ended up caring about Marianne, and you're going to care about everything that Kevin talks about here on the show. I have to do the disclaimer very quickly. <clears throat> Nothing you hear on the Juice Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Oh, yeah. How are you finding ADA being online? I miss being there. I miss talking to healthcare professionals I've known for a long time. I miss going actually to, to more of the scientific sessions and hearing the buzz that's on the floor. Mm-hmm. I still think a lot of data is getting presented and I still think we're learning that, that we are doing much better with diabetes than we've done in the past. And in all fairness, 
Dexcom appears to be in the middle of all this. So that's all good. Yeah, you really have uh, you have things covered on all fronts. Um, it, it gets to the point sometimes where I think people get confused and think the companies are one and the same because, you know, you've got, well, I mean, <laughs> you've got a relationship with, with Tandem. And yes. I can't find anybody to say anything bad about Control IQ. That's for certain. Um, well, that's been a great product. Yeah. And what's going on with, did Omnipod just change? Is It's Omnipod 5 is going to be the loop? Then I, I don't know their product names. I just know they've restarted their Pivotal and their uh, get everybody re-enrolled and they're pushing to get this thing done so we can get the Horizon system out there. I don't, I don't know what they're going to call it. I just... You know, the presentation, the patients really had a very good experience from a user interface perspective, and the time and range data was was strong, comparable to the others. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're looking forward to another integrated system and more choice for our patients. Do you feel like a proud parent sometimes when you watch these things happen, like recognizing they couldn't happen without Dexcom? You know, I feel an integral part of it, and I do feel very proud and almost, in all fairness, humbled to be here because this is so important. Yeah. I, I would tell you what happens and the people that work with me tell you the same. All that happens is when these good things happen, I just turn the pressure up for the next one. I am not very good at celebrating. Uh, I, I, there's just so much to do. Well, then you're exactly in the right position. I have to say, I look today because I found myself wondering, and you've been doing this podcast since 2015. This is your seventh, yeah. your seventh time on and and just looking back to what we were talking about in 2015 and 16 and 17, there's never been a pause. And this will sound like I'm I'm kissing your butt a little bit, but I'm not. I've been in the space long enough to see that innovation doesn't normally happen this quickly around things with diabetes for people. So it's incredibly exciting. Really. You know, it is. In fact, we're celebrating our second anniversary of G6 right now. We launched this two years ago. Okay. Uh, and, and we're still learning how good it is. We are learning the subtle things we can do to improve it. We are learning how important it is in everybody's lives. Uh, and, and, and just look forward to, uh, to the next wave of innovation. We, so, yeah, yeah, and we have moved very quickly and in a very planned, uh, well-executed manner. What are you learning from that two years of data? Because you've been on in the past and talked about like kind of pie in the sky stuff. It always sounded like, like, you know, we'll be able to see enough data one day that it'll be able to tell you, Hey, don't you think you should bowl us here or something like that? Or is that stuff really in the works? It's, you know what? It hasn't happened yet. And it's still conceptually being thought of. I would tell you if I could look back from when we talked about that two years ago, I'd love to have made more investments mm-hmm. on that front. But in all fairness, we've made the investments we need to, to get the technology that affects people right now in their daily lives on the market. Yeah. And, and with G6, in all fairness, our biggest investment in the past two years is trying to get enough manufacturing scale to get enough product to take care of our patients. Right. Uh, and we've made some pretty bold promises. We said we'd double our capacity by the end of 19 from the start of 19, which we did. We made a promise again to double capacity by the 1st of July of this year from the end of last year, which we will achieve that as well. So we'll have the ability to build a lot of G6 sensors to take this technology to a lot of places and, and to a lot more people. So we've kind of been catching up with the physical aspects. Mm-hmm. And I think now we can turn a bit inward and start looking at this science, this data, these integrations and all these other things and, and invest a little more time there on top of going through all the same process we went through with G6 yeah. to, to get a G7 product out the door too. 
Is there a, not that I'm not in a hurry. G6 works great for us, but is there a time frame for seven? We're not, we're, we're, we always, we're always trying to be quick, uh, but, and, and effective. We don't have a launch date for G7 yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have disclosed that the trial's been delayed because of everything with COVID. Yeah. Uh, the centers aren't doing the studies. Once we know that study time frame and how long it'll take us to execute that study, then, then we'll give more dates. But like you said, G6 has been a great product. It, it remains a great product. It's well integrated. We'll have more integrations and and we'll continue to improve it and make it better over the next several months anyway. We're not going to uh, abandon it at all. Right, right. Even with G7 coming, it's still well our patients use. So we'll continue to to make G6 better while we move to, to G7 and get ready for that too. So speaking of COVID-19, I guess, I wanted to understand a little bit more about the patient assistance program. What did you guys put into place when all this happened? Yeah, and, and we've designed the patient assistance program. It has not gone live yet. It will go live uh, hopefully uh, 1st of July, maybe a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. We looked at the economy and everything going on. The one thing that was very important to us is to make sure current Dexcom users get taken care of. And Dexcom users may, in fact, lose their insurance or their jobs during this point in time. And we, unfortunately, don't have Medicaid coverage in every state. And even some of the states where you do have Medicaid coverage, it takes quite a while to qualify. Okay. So we had to put a program in place for Dexcom patients that literally for $90 over a six-month period, patients will get enough sensors and a couple of transmitters to get them through this time. Okay. And we will... We've had some patients sign up, not a lot. I think once we roll it out live, we'll see more. But we really wanted to take care of the Dexcom family in doing that. So they're actually able to sign up now getting ready for when it launches? Yes. Cool. I'll put a link to that in case anybody needs. And if this is going to be for people who lost their insurance like directly. How do you, how do you figure out who that is? What we did is we went to an outside service that has the systems to do all those types of checks. Oh. And go through and, and, you know, where was your last? I don't know what the process they go through. We knew we didn't have the systems to do that ourselves. And we did find a company that, that is administers types of programs like this for pharmaceutical companies. Right. So we'll apply the same type of program to Dexcom and, and go from there. Do you know much about what you guys are learning from the Dexcom being used in hospitals around COVID-19? Rick was on a few weeks ago and was telling me about it. And I don't know if you've learned anything since then. You know, we've learned a lot, uh, and, and I, I haven't listened to Rick's comments, but I can tell you the first thing we learned is just hospitals operate a little differently than we do, mm-hmm. and we've had to learn how to get the product in, how to get the cell phones that's going to receive the data safe and through the IT systems in the hospital, and we've learned a lot about education. You know, we're used to training p- patients with diabetes and endocrinologists. We had a new audience. And we had to gear our training towards them. They understand it, obviously, but you know, we start thinking everybody knows everything about this and everybody doesn't always know everything about it. We've learned that the, the benefits from it are everything we'd hoped they'd be. A huge reduction in PPE. Mm-hmm. Patients are getting out of the hospital faster if they're put on an insulin drip. That insulin drip is much more well-controlled because you have the CGM data, again, leading to earlier discharge. The biggest benefit, quite honestly, for anything in the hospital is when you can improve workflow and make the lives of the people who interact with the patients better yeah. and more effective. And, and what we're hearing from, you know, from the healthcare professionals, we put this on, we get them up on 
share and follow, we can monitor them from the hall. And when we get an alert, we go in and deal with it rather than sticking their finger some places every half an hour. Yeah. 48 fingers, six a day in the hospital, that costs a fortune uh, in nursing and, 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 and caretaker time. So we've learned that. Uh, we've learned to censor performs the way it does uh, with our regular patients. So we've not seen any abnormalities as far as what these patients are getting as far as compounds interfering with the sensor membranes, which is something we have had many discussions with the FDA about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And so that'll all be good. Yeah. Uh, and I think we'll gather as much of this data as we can. We made a commitment to the FDA. We'd present it to them uh, before we run any further with this and then talk about what we need to do more to be in the hospital full time. I'm excited for that. After Rick came on, I get so many notes from people who are like, is there going to be a study? We want to hear about the study. I was like, it'll happen. Hold on a second. Um, so when it happens, I'd love to know about it. Actually, the thing that I I kind of got most excited about all the stuff you just said about what's happening is great. But I like the idea of this sort of reverse education that's going to happen back to the nursing staff and the doctor so that they can see things about insulin use that I don't believe they thought about in the past. You, you know, when people are hospitalized, they have a tough time with type one. And I, I'm excited for what this might do. They, they have a tough time with type twos as well. Yeah. I, I remember many years ago, my mother went in the hospital for a valve replacement. My mom had type two diabetes. They had a harder time getting her glucose in control than they did getting her healed up and ready to come home from a heart valve replacement mm-hmm. because of the stress that that surgery put on her system and just the way her body was wired. I think one of the learnings from all this is there's no one size fits all. Uh, People have different physiologies and and different ways their bodies and systems react to things. And CGM gives you a view. Yeah. I think what's going on. I really believe that Dexcom in a hospital setting beyond COVID-19 would be amazing for anybody who uses insulin because they just don't get, they don't always get the care that they need. And, and actually talking about everybody being different um, you guys were very kind and and sent me a, a Dexcom Pro, which I'm you in. You got my, a Pro on. I heard. How's it going? Well, I'm in my last few hours, and I I I'm melancholy that it's going to shut off soon. Honestly, because of what I'm. I know that sounds crazy, but as I looked, it came up and it said 24 hours left, and 24 hours felt hopeful. But when it got to six hours, it's like, oh, this thing's almost done, you know. And I really felt badly about it because I'm making slightly different decisions about food based on what I'm seeing. But some of the crazy things that I've seen, I never expected. I, you know, I'm kind of held up in my home like everybody else. I had to go out and get food the other day. So I jump in my car. It's hot out. I open the windows. I'm going to go for a ride by myself. I'm kind of excited. I turn on some very loud music and my blood sugar went up while I was driving to the grocery store. And I thought that's just an anomaly, right? But I get out of the car. It goes right back down and settles in. And I come out, get back in the car turn the music back up and watch my blood sugar go up a little bit. And now not a lot, you know, it's obviously a different thing than what people. It's a little bit of an adrenaline rush, but there was an adrenaline rush. And I was like, wow, I'm excited to go to the grocery store. And by the way, that felt as sad as it did feel exciting. (laughs) No, but the things you learn and the things that people will learn from G6 pro, Hmm. particularly like somebody with pre-diabetes or type two diabetes who hasn't had the type of interaction, you know, our, our type one patients, they're bread and butter, and that's the business we're in today. But as we look forward to the future, if you have type 2 diabetes, what these patients have been told for years is eat less, exercise more, and take your meds. But there's nothing that shows them the effect of that. Yeah. When you put a G6 Pro on or a G6 on and you see the effect of that, you kind of step back and go, okay, 
I can now do something. I, I can now learn. It, I, I, it, it, it's really good. It's massive because if I told you that I made pizza yesterday from scratch and that didn't impact my blood sugar as much as a navel orange I ate the day before, that wouldn't make any sense to somebody. Like if you if you just said to somebody, look, there's this guy's got type 2 diabetes. What do you want him to have? This slice of pizza or this orange? What do you think is going to spike his blood sugar less? I don't think anybody would pick the orange over the pizza. But Never the orange. it's really just it's fascinating to watch. And it's fascinating to see how quickly th- your body and the reason I asked for it initially was because I talked to so many people about how they use insulin. I really wanted to see firsthand how how it worked. Like, how does a pancreas really work? Because all I have is what I've kind of gleaned from my daughter all these years. You know, like what should be happening and what gets you back to flat again. And to see that when I eat more sugary foods, my body comes in harder and more aggressive than it does when I eat more complex carbohydrates. That was fascinating to me to see because I don't get pushed very low unless I eat sugar. If I have a bunch of sugar, which I don't normally do, but I've been, this has been quite a little fun thing for me. I've been, oh, you I've have been, to experiment with yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, I've been experimenting. And so um, I had a piece of cake with a lot of frosting and then I was full and would have never done more and did more. And I just watched my blood sugar shoot up and then it pushed it back down to 80. But if I eat pizza, I don't get pushed back down to 80, not nearly that fast. It was it was really fascinating and continues to be. Well, the, the learnings for all of us when you wear this technology are, it, it's really fascinating. The, the effect of exercise, the effect of timing of meals right. is dramatic. Yeah. Uh, for me in particular, if I eat that piece of cake you talked about at 10 o'clock at night, that will affect at least till 2 o'clock the next afternoon for me. No kidding. I'll be too high. It takes a long time to get out of my system. And then then I have the big crash like you're talking about right. where I go down much lower. And, and, and so trying to run on an even keel is a is quite a challenge. Well, uh, where are these things? The, um, the cake took me to like 146. And as soon as I got up that high, I... I got yawn. I started yawning. I felt tired. Like it was, you know, people talk about, oh, it's after lunch. It's, it's maybe it's not after lunch if you don't eat the wrong things, you, you know, which, which is what I took from it. Uh, just so how is this going to get used or what's your goal for how it's going to get used in a, in a doctor setting? You want them well, to. Well, we have, you know, we have always have a lot of goals. We still are going to be focused in our intensive insulin world and we'll design our product and our base technology for that. And it will, it will be there and it'll be continually offered to those patients over time our next market would be the type 2 non-intensive patient that those patients on other compounds mm-hmm. so they can literally delay if not eliminate the need for ever migrating to insulin if they can manage themselves appropriately and okay. we've learned the effectiveness of some of these drugs for some of these patients possibly earlier intervention and pre-diabetes i spoke with one physician who's not an endocrinologist but in a field where there's a lot of diabetes and she told me she puts all of her patients who have an A1C above a certain level on a Dexcom to see what's going on. And then she'll prescribe Jardians or some other type two drug before they hit diabetes to see if she can prevent it from coming. Wow. Well, if we can prevent those costs and keep people healthy like that through CGM use, it's a huge benefit to the system and to people's lives. And as you've seen with your G6 Pro, it really doesn't bother you much. It's it's pretty easy to wear, and and the data is is very fascinating. Yeah, we would start there. I think over time there's fitness uses, and health and wellness and diet uses for this. Uh, you know, a lot of, of very 
high-powered technology people have worn G6 as an experiment and have suggested things to me like every time you eat a meal, you measure the height of the spike and the width of the spike, and you have a bunch of analytics and graphs uh, that, that could become literally industry standard type measures for people that, as they want to get themselves more healthy from a nutrition perspective. Mm-hmm. I think we can go there. I, and then I think over time, what we would like to do at Dexcom is then see what other type of analytes and experiences are required for this total health picture. Uh, you know, and, and we probably talked about ketones and lactic acid as analytes, which is what others have talked about as well. But what other things can we measure that would be important uh, to this world and really become, as you look out 10 years, a healthcare sensor company rather than just glucose. Right. And, and so as we look at the future, because we've learned a lot, we've learned a lot, you know, on the electronics and the algorithms and all of these mechanical features that make our system so good. Can we apply those technologies to measuring other things and, and really create a business around, uh, around other things. But that being said, there are several hundred million people around the world with diabetes and we have a, a market to go after there that is just massive, and yeah. we'll continue to do that. Well, I believe in obviously both both goals. And after wearing it for ten days, I just I I'd been doing uh, intermittent fasting, and I was just at the end of thinking, I don't know if this is something I want to keep doing or not. But after seeing my blood sugar during those intermittent times, I'm like, I'm going to keep doing this. It's it, no, it is a great thing. Yeah. It absolutely shows that time you spend not eating sets you up for a better day. It's crazy. I'm I I'm I am fully just amazed with what happened. So, uh, with everything you know, with ADA being right now, what are you guys presenting? What are you sharing with everybody? Is it just everything we're talking about, or is there more? No, our, our presentations. We've had some type two presentations showing that there's benefit there, and some of our partners, like on Duo, presented really good data showing use of CGM in type two patients leads to significant A1C reductions. Mm-hmm. We've also presented with our pump partners, uh, Tandem Control IQ, presented more pediatric data and other data with their system, and the data is extremely compelling that that system is working very well. InSweat presented some Horizon data uh, with what they have gone on so far, and that data was very compelling, uh, particularly with respect to user experience and, and how the patients engage with the system and, and, and you know the time. Both those systems have tremendous time with the – algorithm running, uh, certainly over 95%, which is a big change from systems that have been on the market before. So those efforts are advancing. I think, you know, the other thing that gets continuously to ADA, everything revolves around what the CGM says. Uh, there isn't, there aren't many studies done where CGM is not an outcome anymore. The time and range doesn't become the indicator that everybody's looking for. And what is the time and range achieved with this drug or this therapy or this whatever? Uh, and and I, I think you'll see that move to time and range being a more important measure over and over again to add on to A1C. It's not being a, it's certainly a more meaningful interpretation of A1C than what we have today. Yeah, we had um, John Welsh on recently from from Dexcom, and he was talking about he was really generous. He brought his own data up on the screen while we were recording. And uh, John's pretty awesome. He was. Re- I'll tell you. I, 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 when I reached out, I said that I'd like to have somebody on that can really explain standard deviation, um, that, that stuff and, and do it at a detailed level because it never gets spoken about. And I have to admit when I asked, I think everybody was like, you really want to talk about that? And I was like, no, it's going to be great. And people's response to him being on absolutely spectacular because he had it in a way that, I mean, you know, 
he had it in a different, better way, and he explained it well. And he went over also how coefficient of variation can uh, be a good telltale for lows. He said, if you keep that number, and I think he said 36%, you'll have far fewer lows. And I was like, well, that's amazing that that kind of information comes from this, you know. Um, and you know, my daughter's life is 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 just unmeasurably better because of you guys. Um, so I'm I'm just a, a huge fan, obviously. Isn't it fun talking to somebody like John? That's why I love working at Dexcom. I can, before, when we all get back to work someday, right. I can walk down a hall and find somebody like John and say, okay, tell me something I don't know. And I promise I leave the office with something I don't know every time. Oh, I left that conversation very humble. And to it, your point. <laughs> it's just, it, it's kind of overwhelming sometimes. You go, wow, I I guess I do run the place, but boy, there's a lot to learn. No kidding. And and you're to your other point, I had him for an hour and an hour and 20 minutes into it. Had I not moved a screen to see something, I had to apologize and let him go. I had no idea how much time went by. It was just really, it was riveting. I had such a great time. Um, a couple other things. You're, you're starting to make some um, advancements in the European Union too. What's happening there? We are, uh, you know, Europe is our second biggest market, and there are many we or in many countries there. We have two recent approvals we think that'll be very helpful. Uh, one of them is we have a back of the arm indication, uh, so it, it is now labeled to be worn in the back of the arm in the EU, which many patients did off label anyway. But we think that indication is really important for us for a number of fronts, and uh, it ties directly into our second approval, and that's an official designation that we can be used in pregnancy. Um, our pregnant patients have never quit using our product. Uh, right. If they have diabetes, they, they, they've been using it. But the back of the arm indication for pregnant uh, patients is really important because as, as one pregnant patient said to me, I've run out of abdomen space. What am I going to do? <laughs> and so having the back of the arm is a, is a good thing there. We are working on both those indications. Okay. In the U.S., and and we need to figure out what our data plan is there, but ultimately we'll get that for G6 over here, and then the G7 product, we're running the study on the arm, on the abdomen, and for peds on the upper buttocks as well. So we'll have three labeled indications uh, where patients can wear it with that right out of the gate. We're okay. not gonna. Wait, is that is that one of the benefits of be, having the longevity that the company has? You can start looking at those other indications and spending time doing those studies so that you can get more and more on the label. Yeah, it is, and and it, it is, and as you understand it, and also as you listen, you know, one of our core values is to listen to patients, and we've heard from numerous patients, get us an arm label indication, yeah. please. Uh, and, and, and the pregnancy data that we've got from women who've worn this during pregnancy, the pictures of babies and stuff, uh, we really need an indication for pregnancy where it says, hey, and, and not necessarily the diabetic patient, but the gestational diabetic patient. Right. Uh, I have I have twin grandbabies from a daughter-in-law who had gestational diabetes, and she's a nurse and was told, keep your blood sugars under 125, well, four finger sticks a day. You have no idea how many hours you spent above 125. Right. She put a CGM on and man, she knew everything. And when she showed it to her OBGYN, the OBGYN says, I, I don't know why everybody doesn't have this. So we, we need to get to that market and offer that product. Yeah. Uh, 
it's important to keep these kids safe. Let me tell you this, and, and I, I'll ask you a question, and then I'll let you go. But I, I did a series with a person who was pregnant wearing Dexcom. So I talked to her three months in, six months in, right before she had the baby. And it is, it's not for the faint of heart making a baby to begin with, but making one with diabetes is... Uh, it's another game altogether. Oh, so, it, it, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. And, and we appreciate that. No kidding. Um, Medicare. I didn't ask you about Medicare, did I? Um, no, you haven't, but I'm happy to talk about okay. it because there's a couple things that, that we've learned. You know, I talked about capacity earlier, and, and we did not have capacity to supply all our Medicare patients uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And we pulled that switch, and we've nearly got almost all of them converted from G5 to G6. And so that's been a very good thing. They don't have calibrations. Also, our G6 Medicare pricing is actually lower for our patients because as CMS looked at it, since there are no finger sticks required, they dropped what patients would have been paying for finger sticks before to Dexcom. So it's the lowest priced offering on the market for Medicare patient right now. Okay. Uh, on top of that, as you look at our times of uncertainty where people can't be in the clinic and where where the highest risk population is probably our senior citizens with diabetes, we offered a tremendous telemedicine opportunity for these patients to be able to have visits with their doctors and make sure their diabetes is under control. So our Medicare patient population has been extremely served over the past, well served over the past several months. And we look forward to continue to expand there. And we're, we're really happy that we have been able to make this switch and have the capacity to do so. Yeah, well, I would have to say, I'm assuming you don't talk about clarity like it's a real diagnostic device, but a lot of people oh, would do. do you because I, I think what I'm seeing is a lot of doctors are like, look, you can't get in here, but can you tell me on this clarity? Like, what is this? What is this? What is this? It, it's a it's a great way when you can't move people into a doctor's office, especially to take a blood test to help them, you know. And clarity, you know, and, and we used to have a three-hour delay. We dropped that three-hour delay. Uh, it's closer to real time. There may be a little bit of, of time that you missed, but, but the average would be 30 minutes would, would be all. But we dropped that three-hour delay, so clarity could be used on a much more real-time by physicians for these visits. Yeah, I did it with my daughter, looking right through this same screen, did her whole thing, and and it was really amazing. Uh, the only thing I didn't go over was that you know the company uh, is looking very very strong financially. Congratulations! I'm assuming that's probably because of the ads on the podcast. Um, you probably don't want to embarrass yourself by thanking me in, like in while we're being recorded. But <laughs> you know what? Uh, I I love our our sources and where we get our patients. I think some of the greatest stories we hear are where people hear about us. And 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 while listen, we, we're running commercials on television now. I get emails, hey, saw your ad today, and we're we certainly have our direct to digital media. But I, I all the places we we run are important to us. And if somebody's listening to your podcast, I gotta guess our hit rate is pretty high on that patient. Yeah. I, I well listen, if they're if they're listening to what's happening in my house and they're excited for it, then they would at least want to look into it, I, I would think. It's uh we're yeah. six years now, five two to six two A one C Wow. Sheets, whatever she wants. She's, you know, getting ready to get her driver's license. You know, a strong, like, healthy kid. So, so uh, when you want, when you want advice from me, having raised five teenagers, uh, non-diabetes related, you can give me a call. Although <laughs> I never had a daughter, I have been through five teenagers, and good luck. Well, I was going to say that that's quite an accomplishment, Kevin. Thanks so much for coming on. I really Thank appreciate you for the time. It. Of course, we appreciate it. Thank you. Wow, Kevin went over so much that I'm going to provide links at juiceboxpodcast.com. So there's uh, 
episode page for this episode. You'll see it. Go to juiceboxpodcast.com. And then everything we talked about, there'll be links to. I'll put them in the show notes of the podcast player as well. But just in case you have trouble accessing them there, they'll be right there at juiceboxpodcast.com. Huge thanks to Kevin for coming on the show and taking some time during this very busy week. While we're thanking people, let me thank you for listening to the Juicebox Podcast and for sharing the show. We had, again, a huge month last month, and this month is looking to be bigger. So that is because you are sharing and listening, and I appreciate it very much. If you appreciate the show, you can stay on for just a couple more minutes, because this is how I pay the bills. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast was sponsored by Omnipod. You can get a free, no-obligation demo of the Omnipod Tubus Insulin Pump sent directly to your door today by going to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. When you do that and then provide the tiniest amount of information, Omnipod's going to send a pod right to your home. You can put it on and wear it to see what you think. Is it going to bother me? Is it bigger than I thought it was? All that stuff. What would it be like to work out with it or take a shower or, you know, take a tumble, all that stuff. Those are the kind of things you want to know before you buy. And Omnipod knows that and they think that's fair. So they're going to send a demo to your house and let you make the decision. Like I said, I'm wearing the Dexcom Pro right now. And it's one of the things that took me by surprise. I had never worn a Dexcom before and I thought I was going to be bothered by its just existence on me and and I have not I have not even noticed it it's been terrific now Dexcom Pro that's for physicians if you're not a physician this is not what you're interested in but if you are a physician check the show notes get in line like Kevin was saying Um, they're going to start this program very soon no reason you can't get one for your practice everyone else You're going to want the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. Go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box to get started today. It's that simple. High and low alerts, right? Ardens are set at 70 and 120. We actually get a little beep. Let's us know if our blood sugar is leaving range. And then we just gently guide it back in again. Gets rid of a ton of the highs and lows that come with type 1 diabetes. and gives you more time back. It also brings a real security knowing not just what your blood sugar is, but how fast it's moving and being able to share it with a loved one, up to 10 of them actually on an Android or iPhone. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. And lastly, but not leastly, the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. I've been using Arden's all week actually um, because I've been wearing the glucose monitor. I've been wanting to match my results. Meter's terrific. I've used it on Arden for a long time. You know, when she's sleeping, it's, you know, my job. But I've never used it on myself until just recently. It's absolutely everything I say it is in all the other ads goes double now for me. Contour next one, small, easy to use, easy to hold. Test trips that you can hit blood, miss it once, and go back again without ruining it. Nice bright light for nighttime. It's fantastic. Takes a pretty small blood drop. I didn't have any trouble with it at all find out about all the sponsors there's links in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com and don't forget that all the stuff kevin talked about today that i have links for will be in those exact same places a little music left so let me thank you again for your listenership and for your desire to share the podcast when you're finished with it i'm seeing really incredible growth over the last couple of months 
even when podcasts were uh, affected by the COVID-19 crisis, this podcast kept going. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a really big deal. And um, I will continue to do a good job for you best I can. I appreciate that you share, that you listen, and that you enjoy. Seriously, I was really proud while other podcasts stopped putting out content during, I guess, April was a big month where everybody was just like, no one's listening to podcasts, so we're not putting any out. And then they slowly kind of put some back. I'm seeing it with a lot of shows. I didn't have to do that. And that was really heartwarming to believe that people cared so much about the show that even when their lives were turned upside down, they still went to it. That really means a lot to me, and I appreciate it. Let me remind you that if you want the pro tip episodes of the podcast, you can go to diabetesprotip.com. You can, of course, listen in your podcast app, but for new listeners or someone who's trying to share just the pro tip episodes, diabetesprotip.com, no S, pro tip. And Juicebox Docs, it's J-U-I-C-E-B-O-X-D-O-C-S.com. I'm building a list of listener-approved physicians, CDEs, that kind of stuff. Check it out if you need one. And if you have one, use that link to send it to me. And I'll add your favorite doc. I think that's it, right? It's got to be. All right, I'm out. See you guys.